Welcome to the Returning to Joy podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Michelle Leonard. I'm so excited you've tuned in. You're going to be really encouraged by this story. Not too long ago, right here on this podcast, I posted an episode entitled Let Him Love You. It was posted on March 10th, just before things got crazy. And in that episode, I shared a story about having had a recent experience at a women's gathering that I spoke at where a older woman approached me and asked if I would allow her to see my hands. See, she was asking because earlier in my talk, I expressed that a few days prior, I had just got in a bicycle accident, just a one-person bicycle accident where I fell off a bike and my hands had gotten quite bloody and bruised and were very gashed. And I remember sitting on the concrete and pausing for a moment and just asking Jesus, how do you feel about me? What are your thoughts towards me right now? Like, what are your thoughts? I just, the, the question came to my heart of, I wonder what Jesus' thoughts are towards us when we fail. I wonder what it would be like to experience him in that moment of failure or seemingly failure because I had gotten I was pretty excited as I started on the bike ride it was actually a bike ride where I was planning to bike for miles and just spend time talking to Jesus the whole way and praying for people and it ended five minutes in with me on the ground and so I I was humored by the fact of how many times we we start off in life or we start off on an, on a new adventure and we're full of hope. We're full of vision. We're full of this is what's going to happen. And I can see it a year from now. I'm going to do this. And five years from now, it's going to be like this. And these are the people I'm going to know. And these are the opportunities I'm going to get. But how many do times do we experience a derailment? Some unexpected disruption and we fall or we seemingly fail. And so in that moment, I was inspired by the Lord to ask, what are your thoughts towards me right here on this ground as I am bloody and bruised and my hopes of what this moment would look like has been dashed as I'm going to have to get back off of this ground and walk beside this bike back home. And the rest of the day is going to look a little different because of it. So I had mentioned that story in this talk with these with the women and then coming down off the stage, a um, oh man, a precious woman approached me and asked the question of, let me see your hands. And I allowed her to see them, as I shared in that episode, and she then began to bring my hands closer up towards her and a kiss and kiss them smack dab in the center of my palms right next to where there was all the blistering and just messiness and I remember you know obviously I shared in that episode just I could sense as my hands were bringing were being brought closer and closer to her face and I was beginning to learn intuition was kicking in of oh I think this is this is what's about to happen she's about to she about to kiss my hands and then within me there was this Everything was screaming, no, no, shrink back, pull your hands back, don't allow her. 
But then there was also that whisper that I could sense from the inside from the Lord as he whispered, let me, let me kiss your hands. And so I know she was inspired by God to do what she did. And I was so touched by the fact that this is what the father does to us every day. If we allow him, this is our story is allowing him to come to the places that we are most reviled at within ourselves that we are most repulsed by, or we assume that he would be most repulsed by, but there, right there, he wants to come there. And I learned something in that moment about God. I learned something in that moment about what we have the ability to do as people to one another that could so demonstrate the heart of the Lord. Because by all means, in that moment, she was Jesus to me. And that was even just an incredible visual, an incredible thing to experience of, wow, I don't know if she could have been more Jesus to me than in that moment. So anyways, I, you know, I go and I share that with you guys on the podcast. And if you haven't listened, feel free to just kind of go back to the episode released on March 10th. But what I haven't shared is maybe a week later, I found myself reading Song of Songs, chapter one. For whatever reason, God's been just bringing me back there a couple times. And it seems like every time there's something new he shares or demonstrates. And this time as I went back to read Song of Songs, chapter one, and again, I was in verse two, but this time I was reading some some of the notes from uh, that verse and, and the translation that I was reading. And I found something pretty incredible. So I'll read it the verse to you first this is verse two it says kiss me and kiss me again for your love is sweeter than wine beautiful verse on its own so rich and and intimate but I was struck by the fact that um, in the notes section of my version of the bible for that it was reflecting that was the NLT version that I just read but it was saying that that word kiss in Hebrew is the word, and I would probably butcher this, sorry, is uh, nashak. And that word can also mean not only to kiss or to come close, be there's this intimate closeness there, but that same word can also carry the meaning of to equip to, or to be armed for battle. And I love it the way this translation said, it said it in the notes section, it says, we as lovers, we need to be, we need to be equipped with the kisses of the Lord. We need to be equipped with his kisses. We need to experience his kiss. That way we may be armed for battle. We may be equipped warriors for him. And I thought how incredibly beautiful that was. I even shared it with the team over at Wildfire because a part of huge part of things that we do is equipping believers for the mission God's, you know, is, has set them on the trajectory for. And we're just thinking about, wow, like how so much so of what we're doing and what we believe in is like, you've got to experience intimacy with the father. You've got to experience like his calling and him, you know, speaking to your life and heart and saying, you know, like in exposing himself to you and, and lead like helping people 
know how to walk in obedience to the spirit of God. And just thinking about, wow, like, I love that dualism of, wow, the, this word kiss being a play on words and it also having this dual meaning of being equipped for battle. So that was quite beautiful. But of course, I am pretty sure you can testify to just when you think you're like, oh, man, OK, I got some of the revelation that God was trying to, you know, reveal to me. He does. He goes deeper and he does more. I had in the back of my mind, even when I had read the notes section of that part of the Bible, I had a desire of, man, I want to continue on with this. I want to learn more about this whole, you know, kiss word, nashak. I want to learn more about that and where else it's showing up in the word. And um, yeah, just pray through that and ask the Lord to, to provide more revelation there. But I had paused on that because there were just other things I was studying or just other things that were going on in life and had paused. But the Lord still wasn't done, though. So then about a maybe another week later or, or maybe two weeks later, I um, was walking. I had just come back in. I know I think I got up early in the morning and was planning to uh, just spend some time with the Lord out in the living room area when I had noticed this new book this new children's book and this uh, book basket. So I live with the family. I intentionally live with the family um, that I love dearly, but just I intentionally live with the family in this season, just as we're doing community together at a, at a, in a deeper way. And so they have, they have, they have three kids. Um, one is a little toddler who's four. And so there was this new book in this big, in this book basket that I hadn't seen before. And it just, it stuck out to me. And what would you guess the title of this book would be? Yeah, you, you got it. I think you're catching on. The title of this book, it was a blue book by a lady named Audrey Penn entitled The Kissing Hand. I know, pretty remarkable. So, of course, I pick up this book because I'm like, What? what is this children's book? I, I must read it. The foreword, um, I'll read to you. The foreword says, for any child who confronts a difficult situation and for the child within each of us who sometimes needs reassurance. Wow, how beautiful that is. To the child within each of us who sometimes needs reassurance. Beloveds, don't we need some reassurance right now? This is actually why I circle back to this whole discussion on allowing the Lord to love you and sharing in on this because there's more for us. So I'm going to give you a quick summary of this book. And I, it's beautiful. Have a tissue next to you, maybe. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a weeper. So I open up this book entitled The Kissing Hand and I begin to read it and the storyline essentially starts off with this mama raccoon and a child raccoon who is about to leave home for the first time to go on a journey to attend school, night school that is, since raccoons are nocturnal. But this little raccoon is afraid because 
He doesn't want to be away from his mom. He doesn't want to be away from his toys and his friends, his normal, what he's always known, what is safe for him. But everything is about to change or something new is being is about to be brought into his life and it incites fear. It incites concern. What will the future hold? What will he do? What, what will happen at this new school? So his mother knew exactly what to do. His mother introduces him to this little secret that has been passed down in the raccoon family line. Her mother taught her this secret and her mom's mom her and her mom was taught that secret by her mom. It was it was the kissing hand. So this child raccoon approaching his mom, his mom takes his little hand and she spreads each and every finger out open wide from his little hand. And then she plants a kiss directly in the center of his palm. Then it says in the book that this child raccoon, the moment his mother kissed him, he felt the sweet embrace, the love of his mother rushed up his arm and directly into his heart. Then his mother took his little hand and she wrapped up his fingers to keep that kiss safe. And she said, now, whenever you feel lonely, whenever you feel afraid, uncertain, maybe you feel disheartened or discouraged. She encouraged her little child, her child raccoon to press up his hand to his cheek and to think, mommy loves me. She said, and though in that moment, as his hand was pressed against his cheek and his and that kiss from the palm of his hand, it would jump from the palm of his hand to his face. And in that moment, it would fill him with warm and fuzzy thoughts. Mommy loves me. Mommy loves me. Now, it was right here in this moment and my first time reading this book that my Eyes welled up with tears and they just began to flow. And I sensed the Holy Spirit speaking to my heart. I sensed my father, my heavenly spot father speaking to my heart, whispering there. And and as I opened up my hands, my once very badly bruised hands, I just felt this sense to place both of my hands over my ears. Felt like he was directing me to place both of my hands over my ears. And as I did so, even if you as you if you if you were to try this out and do so, there's this almost this hollowing effect that happens when both your hands are nestled tightly over your ears. And as I did so, you know, the sounds from around me were more dim. But inwardly within me, there is this sense of his embrace. And the thoughts came to my mind. I remembered. He loves me. He loves me. Those thoughts filled the chamber of my mind. And I sensed that the father was telling me that, Gabrielle, whenever you forget, 
whenever you are disheartened, whenever you are uncertain, whenever you are overwhelmed, whenever you just can't seem to get all your thoughts together, just lift up your hands, nestle them over your ears, feel my embrace, remember my embrace, the way I loved you in that moment. I kissed your hands, I kissed your palms. And in that moment, let thoughts of my love fill your mind again. I love that. I love that. He has not forgotten us. Just like this mama raccoon was encouraging her child raccoon to know when you were off and away and I seem so far and distant from you. Maybe you wonder, does my mama still care? Remember, I have not forgotten you. Remember, I am with you and I love you. I'm with you in my love, right? She's encouraging her child raccoon to remember, I am with you in my love. And I think about that towards with the father. We are in very uncertain times, are we not? But he encourages us to remember that he is with us in his love. In fact, he goes another step forward and he says, Behold, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. That's Isaiah 49, 16. It's almost like having matching tattoos with Jesus. On his palms, the palms of his hand are inscribed our names. And as he looks down at them, he is reminded of us. And I don't think he ever needs reminding. I'm pretty quite sure that he's that our walls are ever presently before him, as he says there. But then we also, too, have this inner reminding in our hearts of the fact that he is with us. We are not alone. So for me, there's been a couple moments when I've intentionally looked down at my palms and I've remembered the sweet embrace of his, of his physical touch, of his, of his kiss demonstrated to me through one of his children. And it reminds me of his love. And there has been moments when maybe I've been um, disrupted in some way in my peace or in my joy, and I lift up my hands, I lift up the palm of my hands to my ears, and I just, I'm reminded of him, his embrace, and the fact that he loves me. And I don't know what that is for you. I don't know what reminder you need, what visual you need to remember that you are not alone. But his imprint is upon you, it is within you. Right. Romans eight says that our spirit bears witness with his that we are a child of God. But I am praying over you even right now in this moment that the Lord would provide you with. Just a tangible expression of his love. If you have need of it. He's sweet like that, even when we're not even requesting it. I didn't request for him to demonstrate his love for me all over again in some in a simple but yet beautiful way. But it is one way where I'm reminded of it. And so I pray right now even 
that if you are needing a reminder of the love of Jesus towards you, that his spirit would provide it to you. Whether that's a scripture that is sent to you by a friend or one that you just feel led to go to that just so speaks to you right then and there or a demonstration of love from one believer to you that just feels like, wow, this is, this was Jesus through them. I pray that you experience that. And I pray that you ask for it because he longs to give it. He knows we need reminders. We need to be reminded of his love and yeah. And he provides that. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode. If you haven't already, be sure to write a review as that helps this podcast be discovered by more people. I look forward to chatting with you next week.